another episode of two young for an old talk i'm abriana and i'm neil and this week we're discussing our traditional not necessarily our but the traditional upbringing um in the caribbean and specifically we're focusing in on the gender roles portion of that upbringing and how that's been structured in the past how we feel about it and giving a bit of insight giving some examples and then giving some insight as to how just us as individuals plan to move forward based on that upbringing things that we'll take from it things that we won't um all that jazz throwing the ball to you yeah no um i firstly want to just say out there that i feel like in all um different societies you know there's some sort of gender roles or gender division between tasks but we can't necessarily speak for how it might be happening in different places in europe or different places in the americas yeah for sure yeah um but even with that said i feel like it's especially prominent um at least you know like when we were being raised and it, it was still holdover of course um but i think there are some clear examples um for me, at least, um, I was mostly raised, well, you know, in more than one household, but on my mom's side, it was just like me and her. So that kind of gender role division, to some degree, we kind of, you know, like we both mix and match. Like, okay, you do this, I do this kind of thing. Um, it wasn't really, okay, like my mom is going to, you know, cook and clean and do all this and then I'm just going to go. Um, work because I can't work when I'm like no it's funny one you know what I mean it was more like yeah okay. that wouldn't make sense yeah, yeah it was like okay so my mom obviously will help to take care of me because she's raising me but at the same time it's like I'm not just going to sit and do nothing there, you know there's some sort of exposure to that whereas I feel like in a lot of cases um, it, even if like that's the case you know you would have it very often where the child might not be raised early boy I guess would not be raised to be aware of okay yeah you know cleaning is a, a thing you have to do like not just like in your own little space or just do it in general i guess but um yeah cooking, cleaning, and that it's not like female work yeah it's um I feel it's like, work period yeah, it's just a task or a chore that anyone has to do um cutting the lawn um was a thing that i would kind of default to because it is a bit labor intensive you know what i mean but yeah at the same time, my mom is more than capable and she does it even now because I'm obviously not home. Somebody has to do it, you know, bless her soul. Um, so, yeah, I feel like for me, like, you know, you would know like, okay, yeah, this thing might like, not be usually... Or you, you would see, for example, like, okay, my friend might have this perspective of this task being something that they don't do. But for me, yeah. it was like, okay, yeah, that's just a thing that you kind of do because you kind of have to, right? Because it's a normal thing. I think that was the problem at least from what i saw i feel like my grandparents is obviously the first have like heavy exposure mm-hmm. i had to seeing those gender roles mm-hmm. um and they still do it to this day like things like my gram she my granny cooks um she'll literally put out my granddad's food like serve it and put it on the table for him whereas he doesn't have to come and like 
put out his play or anything and like that's super normal for them like it's if you tell them something about it they won't even like acknowledge that it's weird or anything like that's the norm so i think that's the thing that people have that's the normal so if you don't know anything else like that's just be default to yeah there's there's nothing weird about it there's nothing special about it it just is what it is um personally i think i i didn't grow up with serious gender roles like my parents know how to divide the work between them like maintaining a house there's no well i'll sweep and mop and you just deal with other things between them and yeah and they've raised my brother and i the same way to understand that okay somebody might be good at one thing but that's not because they're a boy or they're a girl like they're obviously females that are stronger than males that doesn't mean like just because it's a guy doesn't mean they have to cut the lawn and they have to like deal with the garden and whatever um it might be easier or it might come more naturally you might think to some people um and i feel like something like cleanliness and being tidy is often associated with females like guys have been traditionally said this is not just caribbean this is just speaking Mm -hmm. globally i feel like guys are always seen to be more dirty and just just don't careish yeah and don't careish so they keep their spaces clean and all that i mean dirty hear me clean and all that kind of stuff so because of that i think it's easier to see girls cleaning up and that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. Like, I look at people sometimes and I'm like, why can't you do that? Like, we have the same four limbs. Yeah. Like, if I could do it, you could do it. We do you want to learn? Yeah. Like, you might be stronger than I am, so you might be better at, like, Lifting a, a, I don't know. A, a heavy random item, but so. Like, okay, in the garden here, where I live in Canada, like, we have to do edging. Um, and, like, you can do that with, like, a weed whacker, but in Barbados she's just call it a walker um <laughs> which is like fine I'm not trying to lift up a walker because like I don't know how to use that and it honestly just scares me that like a little piece yeah. of what is it even it's like, like, a, like a piece of plastic sometimes it just like, yeah like that could do all that damage and like is that thing hit your foot <laughs> I don't want to feel that so like I'm personally not going to pick up a walker but there's also another tool that you can use mm-hmm that has like these spikes and it basically spins and it's on a pole mm-hmm. and you basically like shove it down it. in the dirt and it like cuts off the edge the edge of the grass so okay. that you have this clean cut like i'm not trying to do that but like if i have to i will yeah. would i much rather let a guy that has a lot more muscle and can just stand and do that for like a couple of minutes do it for sure but there's no reason why that has to be like a man's role mm-hmm yeah you know that's um, my thing going back to the earlier comment you said about traditionally boys being you know you look at it and they're usually less organized or put together especially at a younger age i feel like a lot of that too is just down to grooming um because you know <laughs> like, if you think about it you know, like thinking about it really um and obviously like as a boy like that was something you'd be or for at least for me i was something i was aware of like okay yeah this is you know my handwriting is less neat i'm a boy so it's fine I maintain that I had a very specific reason that's why my handwriting is not neat and I was to confuse people to try to cheat from reading my paper in primary school. 
Oh my gosh. Interesting tactic. You know, like, survival tactics, and we made it. Um, But no, like, on on another note, though, like, when you're a boy, or when you're a child, you're told, okay, you know, boys will be boys, you can be messy. But, like, if you think about it in society, you're allowed to be like that, right? If you were told that you can't do this, you're not going to say, well, you know, when my dad was a kid, he could do it. Because you wouldn't know that unless somebody told yeah, you or allowed you to be, be no other, it. There would be no other option. Yeah, I mean. Just be like, this is what it is. So even if you do want to say, yeah, like, I guess um, some, you know, it could be like, due to chemical, the chemical balance in the male brain, whatever, sure. Let's like, say there's a, yeah. diff- there's a difference in the bodies, sure. So let me say, okay, you're predisposed to be a bit, you know, less neat or whatever. But to the degree where it's like across the board. And almost like you know, except for a couple of layers, like I feel like grooming or like the nurture and nature both play a part. Like mm-hmm. most things, you know what I mean. It's not just like okay, you're predisposed to this and that's how it is because you can you can combat those kind of things. Like yeah, yeah. I think that's also like a part of it too. Like just letting it or society being okay. Yeah, this is the standard, and it's fine if you don't come. I guess like fit inside this box of you know color inside the box. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah. I think something you said as well, just about like boys can be untidy and just the word that is coming to my mind is scruffy because I feel like it would be okay at least like it's a secondary school level. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be okay for a guy to have his shirt till out um after school, whether they're still at school or they're at home or yeah. whatever the case is, or even at lunchtime like you're running boat, guys can have their shirt out. From the time I tap my shirt out of my skirt my grandparents wanted to be on me like what are you walking about like that for mm-hmm. and the thing is i wasn't even doing this in public mm-hmm. like my parents raised me to be like yeah no you don't take your shirt tail out um but you put that in at home mm-hmm. and you tuck it back out at home like unless you're fixing yourself in the bathroom there's no reason for it to be out yeah. so i never took it out in public but i come home after school and obviously i want just like i'm not changing my yeah, clothes right like, away oh, I, I take my shirt tail oh. out what was the meaning of that <laughs> what are you walking around like that for you look very scruffy and I was like, wait, so I can't look scruffy, but it's, a, it's fine for everybody else. And like, that's unfair for me and the guy. Yeah. Like it in this because scenario, so. you're not allowed to let loose in a sense, and then they're just not given a chance to remain composed when they should, kind of thing. Um, for, yeah, and boys are given that like yeah, advantage and push push to be like, oh, be untidy, be yeah, scruffy. It's fine. Yeah. It's like why? A similar um, memory, different experience. So before I went to secondary school, um, yeah, my shirt was always out. It was never like like no because that's all uniform. Your shirt would overhang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You didn't have to tuck it. Yeah, yeah same at my primary so school. So I I don't know if all of that, but for me it was never natural to have it tucked in until secondary school. I always mm-hmm. I never used to like it like going to church having to tuck your shirt in. It was always uncomfortable. So obviously keep it in now. But then, um, contrary to what you said, like if your shirt was out, you would get in trouble, especially because the class I was in, you know, teachers would look out for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But then also, like, some of my shirts, like, you know, like, in some years, so, for example, second form, you would start a certain height, but then the second term, or, like, in middle second term, all of a sudden, you get a little bit so taller. So, the shirt getting shorter. So, the shirt gets shorter. Almost seeping out. And, like, you, you know, like, you walk too quickly, almost, and it's starting to, to rise up, and it's just, like, okay, like... It peeking out. Yeah, and then, like, you gotta Hello. constantly fix that kind of thing. So, I feel like, in that sense, like, for me, that's where that used to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Running about, or, sorry, running around <laughs> at lunch. <laughs> Definitely, I think it was like, I would, you would change your shirt 
kind of thing. I would change my shirt if I'm going to run a lot or if it's like, okay, we had sports or games. You just continue mm-hmm. your games close. But yeah, honestly, like, because you know your shirt would get thingy, I would unbutton my shirt a little bit, even if it's just like top button. Um, yeah. But, so but like, through, you know? if you think about that, like, you know, that wouldn't be okay for a girl to do or a female student to do. Um, but yeah, like, I feel that's because this is at secondary school. I feel like pretty sure, like, because you would wear like a vest under your shirt, or I would wear a vest under my shirt. Yeah. Even sometimes I would just take it off. Probably, not take it off. Probably take it off my outside shirt and just wear that yeah, or another t shirt. Um, or have Something it. Something yeah. else yeah. with primary school, not primary school, with school in general, um, that you have that it was a subject like woodwork is mm. predominantly for boys, and then home economics. Is for the girls 100%. because again word woodwork is a hands-on subject where you're dealing with wood you're dealing with heavy machinery mm. um you're getting dirty and it i mean it was done in a room but like if you're a carpenter yeah. you, it's more outside work even though you you could be building things for inside and what's not at home at you cooking it involves cleaning um, things, things. that's that's a job for the girls and I I very much understand that, but I didn't personally, um, at my secondary school, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I think that that was when that stigma started to break a bit. It was still a bit weird sometimes, mm-hmm. and I feel like, especially in woodwork, there was always more boys in the class than girls, yeah. and the girls sometimes felt like they were at a disadvantage, especially people who were taking it to CSC level. Mm. Same thing with metalwork. Um but it was never a case that like you can't do this because you're a girl or you can't take I get, home I get because that. you're a boy um for me well i took well so at my school both of those was mandatory at some point in the schooling at the initial yeah, five same. years you, yeah. you have to do it at least once yeah so okay so going forward like you know it was a lot of people but let's say like my last year of doing homework at school at that point it became food and nutrition I'm pretty sure it was probably like three or four boys in the class, and then like other ten or twelve were all girls. Um, so you could start to see this bright at that kind of point because it was like, oh well, yeah. why would you continue? You do it for the you know the initial years. Obviously, my whole class did it, the all boys class. But then going forward, it was like you know you always see less and less people continuing throughout mm-hmm. throughout the years. And I think um, a similar thing could be said for woodwork and metal work as well. But that could also just be done for interest because. You know, like, that's like, cause even if it's not like a specific gender role necessarily, just driving it completely. But like, some people may not be interested in pursuing it to that sort of level. Cause initially, yeah. the interest was there. Like, I remember, like, a lot, of, a lot of girls um were very excited about doing work and metal work, and some boys were excited about doing. You know what I mean? Like, the interest on both sides was yeah. there. But I think, like, I guess going forward, like, people are like, oh, I'm gonna do accounts or I'm gonna do sciences or something else to switch mm-hmm. it up. But, um. Yeah, QC2, I feel like the division, you know, I feel like I, when I first was doing homework, I kept going, I used to hear some of those things like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a girl subject. Or that's a... Yeah, it's seen, it's seen as being soft, yeah. like if you want to pursue something like that, because it's supposed to be work for a female, mm-hmm. like that's what females are supposed to do. And as a guy, if you're doing that, you're softer. And if you're a girl doing metal work, it would work, I don't even know, like you're just, you're weird. Yeah. Are you trying to be like masculine yeah. i don't know people it's say weird. some strange things and it's it's always interesting because like all that is taught like all these 
ideals are taught. Yeah, those things that you hear that are always the same. Yeah, like you're, you're, you teach that to your kids and the environment that you put yourself in can tell you things that are not necessarily true or you don't have to conform to those kind of things I don't believe or you shouldn't have to mm-hmm. I would say um, another thing I wrote down is about a TikTok I did the other day and it was mm. specifically the audio of the TikTok and it was basically uh, like a Caribbean West Indian TikTok um, the one where you put 10 fingers up and then you put down a finger for everything that you that agrees with you um, or that you relate to or you've done or whatever. And one of the things, <laughs> not quite, mm-hmm. one of the options, it was stuff like eating your, your country's main dish, <laughs> certain slang words you use, like saying good morning, good afternoon, salutations when you walk into a room, stuff like that. But then one of them was that you believe in giving your kids lashes um, for... And this isn't necessarily do with gender roles. This is more traditional Caribbean upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, giving your kids lashes when they do something wrong to discipline them. And I kind of just went, uh, no. And I didn't put a finger down. Because, personally, I've my parents have never hit me. They've never had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm a very disciplined child, adult now. Um, and be- I've been raised in a way that I understand that there are other ways to discipline somebody mm-hmm. without using physical force. Even if it is a, even if they threaten to use physical yeah, force, yeah, yeah, they never yeah. actually do. Um, and because I was raised like that, and I understand that there's a way to, there's another route. I know that I won't be doing that with my kids. Like, there's no reason for me to hit my children or anybody else's children, for that matter. No, that's fair. I feel like my mom. Maybe, maybe one time, like one single time, like she might have um, actually like laid her hand on me or whatever, but like it wasn't anything serious. Um, My mom and I do that playfully now. <laughs> She's hit me with pot spoons and I hit her back. I so. can see that. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I She would, always wins. Yeah, so. I would definitely. My mom would let me win because um, my mom's a sweetheart, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like um, the old generation you know, grandmothers or whatever, that's where that kind of maintains. And even in the school yeah. system, because um, it's, it's allowed by certain teachers, like if they're experienced yeah. enough or whatnot, they're, they're allowed to give out corporal yeah. punishment. But like I was saying earlier, I feel like at least five different times in my early schooling, like, you know, late late primary school, early secondary school, going through secondary school, like almost on a like very consistent basis, you would have to do, as say, talking about why, corporal punishment should be should be ended and mm-hmm. up to now it's still a thing so it's like why, why was this always like being pushed out yeah, there like, like why are we fishing for ideas from the younger generation why are you asking a 13 year old child this instead of like discussing within yourself <laughs> and coming here because if you yeah if, and figuring it out what am I gonna say at 13 that you you lot have not discovered in the last 40 years obviously you know at some point a breakthrough mm-hmm. will happen but it's, in my head it was like this is such a weird thing to be asking because like realistically i can't give a like a hundred ten percent answer because i know that you kind of only want to hear a certain thing that you don't really want to it's like you're asking it just for asking it to say it because it's like what are you what are you looking for are you just looking to mark my essay are you looking to actually get an answer like as to why we shouldn't continue this because we're just doing it just because at this point um 
and like my mom like so for example you know in, in, in certain situations i feel she she would um probably believe that a little bit of force is might be necessary because you can't have a child that rules you or i guess there's different ways you can go about maintaining that she would be more so like you know take away like your phone or your toy and like, you yeah, suffer yeah. in that kind of way it's sort of like actually hitting you but yeah i pro- probably like i could i could kind of understand the logic for like not if if you got a child that probably stressing you out to to hell and it's within the laws i can't tell you don't hit this child like you know i'm not saying like obviously harm the child hit the child in the face the back yeah. or anything like that you know like the the, the it, and also like don't be cruel like don't like punch a child and hit that obviously um probably the most quote-unquote humane way about going about it is like you, you just lashes on your butt or something where like, you, you have extra tissue to help prevent like any sort of serious damage it's kind of weird to say but that's just like that's just why you usually get as a kid you get lashed on your butt but no like you're laughing but i'm serious like if uh, it, i understand yeah because my mom is like my mom would be like funny. okay to a certain degree but okay you know like a little bit of force because you can't just not have any if, if nothing else is working like what else are you gonna do i guess but funny. at the same time she wouldn't do it and she would not let anybody like hit my face or like on a certain part of my body because you don't want you don't you don't want to have any lasting damage on your child obviously i my perspective with that just based on how my brother and i were raised and then like the people around me cousins you like Mm -hmm. close people close to me um and people that i socialize with because we've been raised in a like way um my thing with that is i figure if something has to be not working or not going wrong in how you're communicating yeah how you're communicating and um means of discipline Mm -hmm. and restraints and what's not and how you the give and take you have with your child to get to the point where you you're so frustrated and it's just not working that you gotta give them a lash i figure if there was some rain on it like if one day you're just out with your child or whatever Mm -hmm. you're just whoever you're with you're out with a child um and they just do something sporadic Mm -hmm. and like it's never happened before it just happened out of nowhere like for me at least my first reaction would not be to lash them or like to tell them yo what are you doing like obviously i'm not gonna be like come here sweetie okay let's talk about what you just did Mm -hmm. why did you do that because like i've firsthand seen instances of that where we saw <laughs> like exactly we're like parents try to do this whole i don't know very psychological thing with the kid um instead of just being like hello that was not wrong this is why it's not wrong don't do it again kind of thing yeah. instead of like trying to understand why they did it and all that but yeah i figure like if it gets to that point is because something else in between is not working because Either you've been doing the wrong thing or you just haven't been doing anything. Because if you're not reining it in to begin with mm-hmm. and telling them, look, this isn't okay, this is not how it works, cut this out kind of thing, you're either not doing that or you saying the wrong thing or you're, you, by doing that whole, come here, come, let's talk, yeah. why'd you do that? Why did you hit that person? Okay, but you really shouldn't, and like, trying to appeal to them mm-hmm. in that way i think sometimes could perpetuate the wrong idea yeah. or like how you handle the situation could lead them to believe like 
oh this is kind of okay or yeah. so, oh this parent this buddy's not gonna get mad at me yeah, so like why am i gonna keep yeah like why am i gonna stop so i think it would have to be something like that to get to that point where i'd be like yo the only thing left for me to do is give you a lash but i would never want to get to that point that's i mean there's no saying that won't happen yeah, but yeah. i'm that's just that's how i think of it like, like you would have had to have run out of all possible other options mm-hmm. to want to do that yeah. actually thinking about it or have to do that my mom my mom might not have ever hit me i might i might have made that in my head i don't think that's actually wow i'm a tell your mother to listen to this episode. you know what, what time is? she's gonna listen to it as well. i, had a, I had gotta a, look at the time i had to speak truthfully there i gotta make sure that i'm not like you know, <laughs> i gotta look at the time and i guess send her the time stamp and be like go to this time specifically to hear what your child said about you she gonna have to oh. lash you know because you're telling lies on her oh, but you know wow. even if like, i have a memory it might be something playful but i don't think she ever actually hit me um but yeah no yeah that's how it is i agree so i think that's kind of where it's like okay like you have it as a deterrent like you know, like, if you do get this sort of trouble, this is kind of all waiting for you. But I feel like there's other ways to go about it. And I would want to go about it in other ways. I think that even if, you know, like, people are convinced that, yeah, this is what worked for me. And this is what I can continue to do. But, like, how are you bettering the next generation that if you just maintain something that has been happening for 100 years? You know what I mean? How are you improving upon it? What are you doing differently? Um, I think that's the work our generation has to do. You know, 100%. And that's why we're having a conversation like this. And it gives people room to think about things like this. And I agree. Actually, like, sit down and think about, like, how you were raised and the things your parents instilled in you and what they allowed you to do mm-hmm. and what they didn't and how they handled certain situations for you to look back and be like, how, all right. What, what could I do differently? Or what could have gone? Yeah. How could this situation have And, like, improved? what worked really well? Like, certain things that my parents did that I'm like, yeah. wow, this is can't believe they did that. that. I, mean, I turned out fantastic because of that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing, too, to think of is that a lot of people are convinced that, you know, yeah, corporal punishment worked for me and for my um, parents and their parents, but was there any trauma in that? Like, you know what I mean? Is there any, like, bad memories? Mm-hmm. Um, any lingering resentment you had as a child that you let go? What if somebody has that and doesn't mm-hmm. let it go? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. All of those things, because I feel like that's something you hear from gen- old generation. Like, yeah, this is what works for me, so I still do it, but um, what is there any time that people conscious of? pass that stuff exactly a lot of people pass that stuff down that trauma down and they don't even realize and then some people i have some people in my life and in my family that do realize mm-hmm. that like and are very honest about the fact that like i am this way because this is how i was raised and this is what my parents instilled in me and this is why i'm doing it to you i'm sorry that i'm doing it to you <laughs> but this is kind of all mm-hmm. i know kind of thing which is like good and bad yeah. Definitely but it's also it's, it's hard realizing it is a big step but at the same time it's kind of the same well yeah i'm aware there's a problem mm-hmm. and you know so if for example you're saying that i don't know where to start you can then find out if you're saying that, okay. but i think mm-hmm. a lot of people like our parents age group um and what's not like not really our grandparents more our parents age group they're at the point where it's like so they feel like what's the point yeah like, what's the point? I mean, fear. Because we're old enough. Yeah, yeah. We're old enough at this point. Like, anything I'm learning from my parents now is because I'm asking them something and not necessarily that they're teaching me something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm asking for advice or I'm asking how to go about certain things. And they are technically teaching me and I'm learning, but it's not really a, this is how you go about doing this. Yeah. You hold doors for people. Like you're grasping you instead of having it you be given this. to you. 
exactly so there's not like we're adults there's not much more they yeah. can no I, they can do i get that i feel like if you're aware there's you, a problem you feel the opposite no no no, no. Like, going back to what you said earlier if somebody's like yeah i'm i'm gonna hit you because this is what happened to me i know it's not the best option but it worked for me like at one time on one hand like, it's good that you can realize that i know it's a problem but if you if you know it's a problem and you're just perpetuating it then i still like you know there's still a better way to to, to handle that situation but i understand mm-hmm. if you're like saying this is all enough to do and i don't know where to go from here but i think that kind of opens up a discussion of, okay then what what other options might be out there and that's a that's an opportunity to then go and try to grow and broaden i guess your knowledge on that topic but i understand like a lot of people might make that point in their life and it's like well at this point it's no benefit for me doing that yeah but then i think that's what but then how you want how you gonna want home and gra- how you gonna want home and grandchild though like i already want you beating my <laughs> child with a, with, a, with a bamboo stick or no. something you know what I, mean? I feel like i feel like you'd have to know your parents in that situation and know like and your parents will have to know you and know what you're gonna tolerate mm-hmm. i think my um my parents and one of their grandparents have that relationship where um they understand that okay my parents did this to me but i'm not gonna do that to my children and the funny thing is it comes from my grandparents my grandparents have like instilled it Mm -hmm. in one of my parents that like yo i did this to you but don't you dare do that to my grandchild Mm -hmm. and it's so funny (laughs) because it's never happened to me Mm -hmm. because because my grandparents would not allow it because now they're looking back and they're like i I did that to you and it it might have worked, but like it wasn't the best thing, so don't do that to my grandchild. Which then is and like pushing it forward, which is like here the, I am. The, the benefit of it, right? I feel like yeah, a lot of people would be wrong and strong that well, it, you know what they turn out okay, fine, forget it. But I think that's very admirable because, especially as you get older, you may just say, well, you know, I do what I could do, let them figure mm-hmm. it out. But actually, giving some that that person, giving your parents that advice is like definitely gonna make it wasn't sure. even advice it was honestly more of a threat like it was it was pretty threatful it was kind of like a if you do this i'm gonna stop talking to you kind of thing so yeah fix up i think there's a reason why they follow through with that that's pretty <laughs> like i guess that's another way to to, to go about um, to go about it yeah. <laughs> um it seems to be working very fine because i'm an adult now and it never happened so that's great i'm I'm here for that. I I only found out that was an agreement later on, so no complaints over here. That's all I have to say. Um, but yeah, I think, honestly, based on the discussion we've had so far, we've pretty much given one of the points we have was, like, our stance mm. on these gender roles. I think a lot of what we said, we've yeah, kind of, we like, that, subconsciously given our stance. Um. On a lot of these things, I I don't know. Yeah, my biggest thing is, and I do this, I did this, still kind of do it, even though I don't live with my sibling anymore, kind of did it growing up where I understood that we had an age difference. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, it's a thick one. We're six years apart. Well, um, not, bad, really. not like too thick, but like, yeah. for the it's only, we're, it's only the two of us. Yeah, yeah no, so. Um... Even though there was an age difference, like, at, there was at a certain point when he got to a certain age, I was like, look, if I could do A, mm-hmm. he could do A too. Because there were certain scenarios where he wanted to do B, yeah. 
because he felt like B was so awesome, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to do A. I was like, well, well, what are you doing to do A that you can't do? Oh, absolutely nothing? Come and learn. And I feel like my parents really had my back with that one. Mm -hmm. One, because I threw it in their face all the time, and I was (laughs) always arguing about it. They didn't really argue back. They were kind of just like, whatever, I don't know. But I was always arguing about it because they raised me Mm -hmm. to not think like that and not be like, you have to do certain things. Yeah. And this, boy, this your brother will have to come and do yeah, and your brother will have to come and do certain things, or boys will have to do certain things. They didn't raise me like that. So when he started to get old enough and decide he don't want to do certain things, I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. You, we have the same arms and legs here. Come, come and do whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you feel that you can't do this, you gotta give me a great reason why. <laughs> You gotta give me a superb reason as to why you can't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like my brother cooks his own meals when he's ready on a day, Uh, right? And he he's very proud with it too. He's like, "Mm, let's go chef it up. I'm like, oh, okay, kid. He knows how to clean his room. He he's a clean freak in the bathroom more than me. When I come home to visit and we obviously share a bathroom, he's like, "Oh my god, can you stop putting your stuff everywhere? Can you please wash down the sink? Can you please do this?" And I thought I was the clean freak, and he's been shoving at me to clean up. <laughs> well, well, hey, exactly, and he's been running me down to clean things up and to keep things a certain way. But on the flip side, I've had conversations with my mother recently, where she said there are just certain things that. My dad has never done, and he will just never do. Mm-hmm. So she's do them, mm-hmm. and they've been together for so long that, and he and the funny part, the thing that she stressed was he was doing these things before mm-hmm. she met him. Oh. So there was no changing it. There was no, there was the example she gave was making up his side of the bed. Mm-hmm. My mother's a freak when it comes to making up your bed. My mentality for my oh. teenage years was, if I get back in the bed. Was the part making it up? Like, I thought I'm back in it. So, that's not like a familiar mentality to me. Yeah, that's so basically that's Neil's mentality, and I've been trying to change it for as long as I've known him. I'm like, make up your bed because no, my mother has instilled that in me. So, yeah, she basically said, my dad never makes up his side of the bed, and she's just she's accepted it. It's not like she's given up, she's just kind of accepted that that's how she is. And there's probably things that she does that he had to accept that, like. That's how just how this person is. Yeah, let's give um, for me, I have time to groom Neil right now, so I'm gonna just keep making out your bed, please. Thank you. <laughs> I do it unless it's like a really I'm too really tired in the morning. Then I I, I, I fix my pillows and there's a sheet. I just I just, I just hide it. I just get it. Aside. It's one of those things that like once you make it a habit, it just becomes muscle memory. Like you'll you'll just do it without even noticing that you do it. All right, so let's say there's five. I spend all the time in my room, especially as of late, but like. Let's say this. Yeah, I guess in general. Who am I kidding? I feel like um. Let's say this. Let's say there's five or so seven days in a week, right? Mm-hmm. Six or five. Five or six of those days, I'll make it up, and then like another day I just tired. It's like, cha, I just can't. Or I don't have time to do this in the morning. Like I be like, man, let me sleep in a bit longer and then get it before. And that's where it slips, and that's then it's like okay, I gotta reinforce this again because it's kind of slipped. Um, 
I feel sometimes when I'm doing home notes, I feel bad if I do. So I was like, okay, let me at least fix the pillows and hide my my sheet. You know what I mean? So it's at least a bit. Uh, convenient. Yeah, that's my brother's a, that's do that. A big you know what he's do? He's roll up. <laughs> he's roll up the sheet and put it underneath the pillow. <laughs> let the pillow, the sheet not bigger than the pillow. I don't know how he's. You let you teach him that. He's roll up the sheet and put it underneath a pillow. Like you can't see it. My mom, my mom used to be like, Ali, I can see the sheet. I can see that it's not folded. Like you just scrunch it up and put it underneath a pillow. But you know Ridiculous. what? I think at the end of the day, it's effort that comes. And yeah, you're taking this shortcut in some degree, but it's better not caring, right? I guess and it, it's, it's a, a work start. in progress. Yeah, you know? we we can keep improving. Yeah. You could say it's a start to a hopeful future of making up the bed, kind of thing. I guess. Um. Another thing we have here. Mm-mm-mm. What are you doing? Oh, another thing we have here. <laughs> sorry, is about tearing down women when they are In power. put or when yeah when they're given positions of power, um because it's seen as intimidating not to other women but to uh to men. Um, Honestly, I take that as the not the tearing down part, but like the intimidating part. Mm-hmm. I take that as a compliment. Like, thank you. Been knowing, but thanks for reinforcing it by being scared. I get that. <laughs> I rate that logic. Um, ten out of ten. But <laughs> no, I think it's a very real and legitimate thing. Um, and yeah, you might say, okay, people in power can be intimidating in general, but. You might the the woman in power might not necessarily be, you know, like the highest official in in that specific sector or whatever. She might just be mm-hmm. higher than you might be a cousin seeing or something of that nature. So then all of a sudden, you might see people below her like acting as a different way or like trying to bring her down or make her feel lesser, um, because of the fact usually that she's in a position of higher power than them. What? All of that happens, and you still have a wage gap. Like, yeah. please, and yeah, that's give the that's the interesting thing too. Like, like no, you so the person that is complaining has less responsibilities. Probably a very similar wage, if not a bit less Higher. or a bit more, right? And at the end of the day, they still have their privilege in society from being a male. Um, but they still find a way to feel the need to say derogatory terms or, you know, make that person's life even harder than it has yeah. to be just because... It honestly sounds like a freaking insecurity, to be honest. You know what? It, it literally is, I think. Um, it's like, oh, well, this person is taking up power, so... You know what I mean? It's kind of, they're coming for you kind of thing, I feel yeah, like. And it's, yeah, they basically are, and they're like, oh my God, a woman could do the work that I can do? <laughs> oh, that's not okay. I'm insecure. Like, grow up here. Just work on yourself oh, or something, be man. Like, there's no reason to act like that. Um, I don't think it's a case where you're like, oh my god, you shouldn't see gender mm-hmm. or anything. You shouldn't look and be like, that person's a woman, so you need to make X and Y and Z accommodations to like ease it for them or yeah. make it easier for them to attain. In this society, sometimes you do need to do that because people are so much harder on females mm-hmm. and it's harder for females to make their way in life. Exactly. Um, 
so in some scenarios i think that is okay but when you're just doing it to like be pitiful and because at the end of the day you're just an insecure little twat like (laughs) no i'm not here for that like at all get out of here it's not necessary um continuing that i suppose uh i had a slight flashback to speaking about glass ceiling in one of my classes at queen's college and the kind of thing you see sometimes too is for example you might see a woman get put in a higher position than usual but you would never be past a certain point you know what i mean like you would see her yeah she she's she's on her way to being she tough but you know you know you always see a certain limit and that's the glass ceiling right where you you get to that point and that's that's kind of all there is for you in a sense mm-hmm. so I, I i feel like to run that point off is like you might see them put in a position to say yeah we have women in power but then they're not really you know what i mean given um their right i guess I, I the word i want to say i feel like i might say the wrong word so they're not giving their just dues because you might have somebody that's been here for 15 years and continues to push himself each and every year and they get a certain point or they you might slowly move them up and then they get a certain point it's like mm-hmm. where else can you put them you don't really want to move them up any further because then you give them too much power i feel like that's a thing that happens such a poor excuse to be honest so honestly i'm not here for that energy take it somewhere else please and thank you um anything else you want to throw in the mix Oh my gosh, you know what I didn't do this week? I didn't pick something from Twitter. Okay, oh. let me see what's on Twitter right now. I'm literally going to open the Twitter app right now and see if I see anything juicy. But anything else you want to add to your thoughts on gender roles? Yeah, I mean, while you look, I, I can speak to something that came to mind when we first started this discussion. And it's similar to how another discussion we had recently um, with, I guess, how the themes how racism has been passed on in our society. Um, not touching that whole topic again. Um, it is obviously always relevant, but, you know, uh, someone might listen to this to take out a breather from that side of things right now. So the same way to how racism and classism and all these, uh, I guess, ideologies have been passed on through society is very similar to how uh, the gender roles or strict gender divisions have been passed on i think at least in caribbean society or you can see it um the indigenous people the first indigenous people of the caribbean like their society yeah. had clear like very strict um gender divisions so you know in mor- when the morning come the men would say with the boys and they're hunting gathering different provisions like rest like wild meat or game whereas yeah. the, at that point in time you know the women home cleaning organizing and they have the girls that's kind of how you indoctrinate or pass on these kind of traditions because as a, as a child this all this person is being exposed to and this is how it's supposed to be done so yeah. um I f- you're not telling them yeah i feel like that's so. how it kind of has it's inter- interesting to see how that's lived on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years because this would have been at the very least 400 or 500 years ago um when mm-hmm. they were um, operating like this still and the hallmarks are still are still, trying still to very that. clearly I feel up until literally, if you think about it, almost 40 years ago, it was almost like 
minimal, absolute minimal change because um, the universal adult suffrage is the right to vote. I'm pretty sure that like even when that was passed, there was still restriction on like women's rights for voting and different things like that. Yeah. Um. So I think that was not even too long ago. If you really think about it, in the grand scheme of how long it's taken to get to this point, um, the last couple of years we're really now seeing a bit of push, and I think we should really continue to push that forward because if we don't, then who's to say it will, right? Yeah, it's literally just gonna keep going in a circle because people will keep perpetuating the same kind of ideals if they don't actually take a step back and are like. Do I actually agree with this, or am I only agreeing with it because subconsciously because this is what I've been taught, and this is what I've been groomed to believe? Um, the thing I picked from Twitter this week Speedy. is, yeah, it, t- it kind of took me a while to be honest. I was scrolling for a bit, but then I remembered this topic. Um, there was a list made. People were compiling a list earlier this week mm-hmm. of um, anti-black establishment in Barbados Uh, and places where they've experienced any form of racism um, classism in Barbados Uh, mainly it was mainly food places restaurants um, places to go bar-ish places yeah it wasn't really like do it best like it wasn't it wasn't like companies it was more social restaurants social spheres yeah, because it was really our generation that was having the discussion. Mm-hmm. So it was places that people our age and older would go. Um, I thought it was interesting. There were some places on the list. Some people were sending in places, but they weren't. They you didn't have to share your experience mm-hmm. necessarily because like that's a personal choice. Yeah. A lot of people there's trauma that goes with those kind of things. So it's you have to give and take with that. Yeah. Um, some of the names on the list, we've been to some of the places. Others are on a list that we have of places that we want to go. Mm-hmm. Let me go true. back I actually home. took one of them off, which is, I guess, <laughs> you know, like, I don't I'm just going to quickly slide this in. I know what you're going to say, be, but yeah, I agree. I, actually, I, I, I might surprise you. Um, okay, I might not agree. Yeah. Let me take that back. No, no, because no, it, it might be unfair, but, like, at the same time, it's like... Okay, go. I, in my head, it was like, yeah, I don't... Like, cause you, you like you said, you don't you don't necessarily privileged to to hear that person's story because they might be traumatized to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just because you know, at the end of the day, the customers were usually, usually like, you might take it with a grain of salt. But I, when you see something like that, you can't just say, well, yeah, that's probably because you know you could probably just because you you might have other your own experiences where you say, yeah, I probably be this person. So for me, it was like, yeah, um, that is off the list, like. No, no real reason to, reason to monetize this place unless like something else came out to to change my mind or something. But yeah, um, that was all I wanted to say. I wasn't gonna get too deep in there. <laughs> no, I I agree. Um, I felt like it was important. A lot of the places on the list were establishments that, um, either. Some of a few, like, I don't want, I'm gonna go, yeah. a few. Uh, let's say a few. I don't want to say majority. Mm-hmm. A few of the places where establishments that like I consider, and in the household that I've been raised in, are like establishments that like I would never go to, because like I would feel, and even as light as I am, mm-hmm. 
I feel like I don't belong there and I should not be going there yeah. because it's for white people. Um, it's probably owned by white people and as a result they've catered it yeah. whether that's in price or just in the ambience yeah. in the space. That's the audience. To that type of yeah, exactly. So they're just certain places in Barbados that I have either been to only a handful of times or I would just never go to because it's it's been marketed and it's been made and the people that go there perpetuate that idea that like it's not for black people it's it's just for white people like either that or you gotta have like serious coin and you're in a certain class socioeconomic class that you could be allowed almost kind of considered thing. yeah the, because you meet those requirements the interesting with that is like a lot of these stories you're hearing coming out oh, people that had bad experiences it was like they would be in those kind of classes but at the same time you can't change your, you know what what your what your body that you're in right that your skin mm-hmm. your skin is your skin and even if they were in those classes they still had those experiences and I, I think that's why it was kind of shocking for them, I guess people run them because they're like, oh, even you experience this kind of thing. But it's crazy to me because at the end of the day, I, 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 like if you think about it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> have are we just not gonna move forward? Are we just gonna hold on these things? Like, what makes your establishment one where you kind of frown down um, black people or people of African looking descent? Like. It just kind of seems backwards to me, but... I don't know. Very much so. I... I agree. And I think it's backwards, but I always have in the forefront of my mind that, like, there's certain places that, like... I don't need a list of my phone to know. Mm. Like, there's certain places that, like, I will just never go. There's certain places that I will never ask to go. If I'm invited to go there, I will literally just never go. Because I might have the money, like, to go there... I might have the means to get there. Yeah. Like those things are second nature as far as I'm concerned. It's the environment that is like created there that is not it's like you know that the environment is not accepting yeah. of like everyone. Is that saying, Oh yeah, come on, come on. Right. I get that. Like it's not that at all. And the sad thing is that it like what people have been saying about this entire Black Lives Matter movement, um, is that at this point it's not the job of colored people and black people to come forward and say like this is not okay mm-hmm. like i there have been a couple of white bajans that have come forward and said all right it's our time to do the work like we are the ones that have been sitting on this privilege yeah. for so long like we have to look under the work now even like i think it was either over the weekend or maybe sometime last week, I saw a story of somebody that I follow. Um, the person is white, and they were at an establishment that it's one of those places that I'll probably never go because I just yeah don't feel like I <laughs> it's not like the same need to go like time, yeah. I'm not welcome there. So that kind of vibe. Um, and they were there with like family, friends, whoever. I wasn't really paying attention, but the like looking around in the background of other people it was a restaurant mm-hmm. um everybody else was white and i was like see this is the problem 
like y'all are sitting on there you can see and this person and probably like their friends or whatever have been trying to post and be active with the movement yeah. whatever i don't know the person personally um but you're like literally what they i don't know if they realized that what they were doing in that moment mm-hmm. was encouraging like it wasn't okay it might not have been encouraging but it wasn't Helping. putting a stop to yeah, anything it or changing anything yeah it was really just like solidifying what everybody's been saying this whole time the sad thing is they probably they probably aren't they're, in their head they're just like yeah i just went for for food or whatever yeah probably. like i'm i just I, I just went to lunch there because that might be a normal yeah. lunch spot for them but That's like kinda, i would never in a million years think of going there because as far as I'm concerned, that's not a space for me. And there are so many spaces in Barbados like that. So, I don't know. The list was interesting. It was good to see, um, to get some more insight yeah. on, like, other people's experiences. Because I don't think we've had any serious experiences. No. Like, I mean, that. we kind of, I guess, we, we go where it kind of makes sense to. Obviously, you know, certain, certain part. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so true. Yeah, I feel like you know, you know, like, let's go here. We're pretty decent at picking and choosing, right. yeah, where we think is acceptable. Yeah, but you know, some places um, might be a bit like high end, but that doesn't mean that they're not catering to you as a black person or anything like that. But yeah, yeah at the same time, you're like, okay, this place might not be for me. Yeah. Oof. So, yeah, we had some extra places to add to our list um please go check out the list i don't know if i retweeted it but maybe i will pen it, i don't know pen it on your but. twitter or something <laughs> <laughs> um and as we said like it's up to you like you might have visited some of the places on the list as we have and like not had that type of experience so yeah. just take it with a grain of salt i would say yeah, because I mean, list. you never know if like the person it could have been a single server or a single cashier. Or something yeah, like that person. Like it could have been a very like, yeah, like on the spot, very out of the blue. Yeah. So you never know. But at the same time, if you don't experience it, it could also be down to privilege. You know what I mean? Same thing I was saying earlier. Yeah. Because of where I went to school, it probably opened up avenues for me that necessarily if I went to a different school, I might not have had. Um, yeah so. just and that's like f- what I think about that point is that's purely based on like um this socialization yeah, that definitely you're socialization. supposed to at a school like at a school like QC um yeah take it with a grain of salt that's my advice for today thank you so much for joining us yet again we are having a lovely time with this. I actually <laughs> think this episode is technically episode 10. So we've released 10 episodes so far. That is absolutely crazy. Consistent. So, Who is she? <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, do all the normal stuff. Leave a review. Follow us on Instagram. But I don't know what else there let is. Let us know when you're listening. <laughs> Continue these kind of discussions. Don't let it end here. Like that's the point of it too. You know, like let yeah. let it continue. Don't like message us. Yeah. We do have a good set of friends that message us after the episodes and like have a discussion based off of what we said. Let us know what they agree with, what you don't agree with. Did anything? Speak what you want to talk you? about more? Yeah. 
please give us a shout. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Do the thing. Thanks for joining us. I will talk to you guys later.